Full Service Radio is proudly supported and hosted by Simplecast, the easiest way for a podcast creator to publish and distribute audio on the internet. For more information, visit simplecast.com. Full Service Radio. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Direct Message with a Creative DC. We are live on Full Service Radio, broadcasting from the Line Hotel in Adams Morgan in Washington, DC. You can listen in every week on Wednesdays at 1 p.m. You can catch up on past episodes anytime at fullserviceradio.org. So this weekly podcast, Direct Message, is a dedicated dive into the Creative DC hashtag feed, and it's time spent with the people and projects who populate this city digitally and IRL. I'm your host, Morgan West. I'm founder and director of the A Creative DC Project. You've seen us on IG and Twitter. We're at A Creative DC, and we have a one million strong hashtag feed on social. So what does that mean, you may be asking? It means that when you scroll through the A Creative DC feed on Twitter and on Instagram, you're accessing perspective on this city. It's visual on Instagram, it's informational on Twitter, and when you use the Creative DC hashtag feed on your posts, what you're doing is adding your perspective on this city alongside a million other examples of creative community and creative economy and what that looks like here. So the Creative DC hashtag, if I wanna get fancy, I like to say it democratizes visibility amongst emerging projects and institutions. So you're as likely to find posts from the American History Museum as you are from someone who just has a corner set up for their craft or their hobby in their apartment. And you're getting a wide, but not a comprehensive, unfortunately, a wide kind of zoomed out take on what creative economy looks like in this city. So whether that's workshops or events or murals or food or just general visuals and art and design, all of that's in the Creative DC hashtag feed. And all of that works together to help shift perception of what creative community looks like in Washington, DC. So we could not do that alone. Uh, really, this project is here to amplify the content that goes into that hashtag feed. That's what this podcast is all about. And this week, we're zooming in with our guest, jeweler Rachel Pfeffer. Hi, Rachel. Hello. Welcome. Thanks. We're so happy you're here. Me too. Um, so just a little background on Rachel. You can look at Rachel's work on her website. That's rachelfeffer.com, P-F-E-F-F-E-R.com. And she's an artist with just such, like, I'm going to say, like, tremendous output, right? Like, prolific output. Um, But not just in terms of, like, your jewelry and your work, because... But that, that as well, because your jewelry ultimately is like all one of a kind in some <laughs> capacity or another. Everything is completely mm-hmm. handmade, which is really exciting. Um, but Rachel and her brother also own Stitchda. So Stitchda is a company that turns your Instagram posts into pillows and bags. And frankly, it's brilliant. <laughs> um, and the interesting thing now, like it's 2018, right? So if you're like, oh, well, everybody does that, right? Like, I think you were just saying you can kind of do this at CBS now. Yeah. yeah, but here's the thing. Guess what? Like they were like, the, the first Your first company to do this yeah. and you can put emojis and text on them too oh so. see we're evolving we're with the times step ahead of CBS. <laughs> if you can only do that in your creative <laughs> yeah. career then you know you've succeeded <laughs> something want to do. somewhere um so you know stitchagram again they're the first company who's done this they've been featured everywhere from the today show to wired and a few places in between 
And I tell you all of this not to take away from her main gig, <laughs> which is Rachel Pfeffer Designs. We're going to talk all about jewelry today. Uh, but really, I just think it's so interesting because your creative career expands so much and perhaps sometimes unexpected, mm-hmm. unexpected places you, you have gone. Um, but today we're going to talk about Rachel's creative career. We're going to talk about how she does it here in her creative Washington, D.C. So, Rachel, thanks. Yeah. We're, we're here. We're jumping right Yay. in. Let's go. <laughs> Let's get started. Okay. Where are you from? I'm from Deerfield, Massachusetts, which is in Western Mass. Um, yeah, and I moved to D.C. about, uh, I don't know, <laughs> 2010. So, yeah, you're so, headed towards a decade. A while. Ooh, yeah. God. No, it's good. It's That's such good. a good thing. So, what it's brought weird. you here to D.C.? And also, so, wait, you have a sculpture degree yes yeah where did you go to college I went to Brandeis University outside of Boston okay um so I majored in sculpture I graduated I worked for a year at the science museum in Boston and then I quit and I started doing jewelry started doing jewelry yeah and so this is what what I love this is something I find so fascinating and it kind of it's come up pretty consistently actually Mm -hmm. on these podcasts a lot of creative career people kind of grew up in a small business family mm-hmm. yeah. and that was your situation too yep I grew up in my family's jewelry store that they had for 40 years until a couple of years ago when they retired uh, and I never wanted to go into jewelry because I was around <laughs> it all the time and I was like Ugh, no thanks <laughs> didn't pay attention to anything didn't want to learn anything and right. then uh, after college I thought oh I can't I'm not gonna become a sculptor <laughs> I'm not going to become a famous artist. I'll make tiny, tiny sculptures. So did you kind of, did you go into this sculpture program or sculpture degree kind of thinking you would be working in like larger scale? I kind of, I was always into design and I, I thought maybe that could lead to uh, some kind of product design or fashion design. And it did. And it did. <laughs> yeah. And it did. Yeah. So was there like a kind of a turn, turning moment? Because that's kind of a big deal, right? To be like, oh yeah, whatever. My parents are jewelers. <laughs> 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 like blowing it off yeah. for your whole life to suddenly being like, Dad, how do I use this tool? I think, yeah. In college, I, I was, I mean, Etsy really had a big thing to do with it because I always wanted to make, I always wanted to sell things. I always was into selling things and making things and trying to make money. So in wow. like middle school, I started making things out of duct tape. And so my first <laughs> Etsy shop was called Lucky Duct Designs. Oh. And I was, I like to think one of the first duct tape purses. Purse, you well, know, there you go. Yeah, because the duct tape wallet is like a, yep. it's but like a, frankly, it's, it's like an Etsy cliche. Yeah, exactly. I, <laughs> That's I, you. Me. <laughs> Photo pillows, duct tape, I did everything. They first. sell those at CVS now. <laughs> I mean, they probably do. They probably do. But um, so I sold that originally in my Etsy shop and I did pretty well and I would use, I worked in a candy store also in high school. So I used like packages from chocolate bars and um, comic books and records and wow. incorporate all sorts of found objects. And that got me into college because I wrote my essay about, you know, like all the blood, sweat, and hair that got into my duct tape <laughs> purses and stuff and how I literally leveraged that into a career in wow. high school. Um, and then I also started making, um, so I did that through college and I sold those on Etsy. Um, and, uh, and then, then I jewelry? went to start jewelry. One day jewelry? One day jewelry. <laughs> So was it kind of just, was it like access to materials? I mean, were you still kind of close to home at that point? I was in Boston and I must have between college and Boston when I was home, started tinkering around. And I I remember when I was living in Boston, working at the museum, I had a tiny little like vanity that I turned into a workbench. Mm. And I remember one day I was just using a soldering iron and um, like a little butane handheld kitchen torch, kind of teaching myself how to do it. I remember once I turned on a, a power strip in the living room for some reason to put something on and I kept smelling like the delicious leaf fire that I used to smell at home or like <laughs> burning but like in a good way like burning wood 
And I was, but it was in the middle of Boston. And I was like, that's weird. Like, what's, who's having like a barbecue? And my soldering iron turned on in my workbench and it was just like <laughs> seared the whole inside. And I think that was a very close call. It was soldering. down a building. Was, you were soldering. I was soldering the inside of an of antique solder. woodbench. Wow. So that's all I really remember about that time. So some trial and some error. <laughs> yeah. But you stuck with it. Point is, I, that's how I remember I was doing yeah, some so, soldering then. So you've been in DC for eight years. So mm-hmm. obviously your jewelry predates moving to DC. Yeah. So, so you've been. Then going on this is it now over a decade you've been making jewelry yeah yeah i guess so i start my etsy i opened in 2007 and that has some real weird jewelry going back to then um <laughs> it's really funny and trippy to go back and see what you used to make and i was like oh that was kind of cool and then, your etsy website is that what, what is that um where can we look at this uh rachel pfeffer designs I think dot Etsy. Yeah. Or Etsy.com slash shop slash Rachel Fever Design. You're like, it's been, I don't need Rachel to remember Fever. anymore. I tag it all. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. I don't know. All right. Well, you know, I love what you said. Etsy kind of had a big, yeah. was like a big kind of impetus behind you making jewelry. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I love that cause it actually, this, this already we're like three minutes into this <laughs> podcast and I feel like what this explains <laughs> so much though uh-huh. about your, you know, kind of about you're, you're just, you were always an entrepreneurial kid yeah. and you kind of looked at Etsy as like an opportunity to kind of continue that mm-hmm. and jewelry, you know, you said you were working with found objects before. Yeah. And so when your family's a jeweler, your found yeah. objects is sometimes yeah. like, like stones actual on the floor. jewelry yeah. materials. <laughs> like, hey, stones you find on the floor. I can have. Um, but yeah, so between, I was obviously very lucky to have that outlet and, and source, but um, between Boston and DC, I lived at home for a couple, a summer or so. So I'd kind of go into the store and have my dad show me some things. Yeah. A casual apprenticeship. Yes. Very cool. Mm -hmm. All right. So then you started putting these things on Etsy, these things, this jewelry that you were making. Uh And obviously they started selling. Yeah. Yeah. I I started, I I got pretty serious with it when I was at the Science Museum because I remember I started making honeycombs um, because there was a hive on the roof and my boss and I would be sitting in my cubicle. I, I worked at the design shop design challenges which was like a little two-hour activity center that was open during the ah. afternoon where kids would go and be like how can you make a sled faster or like a balloon go faster wow and so when I wasn't doing that I was when you weren't problem probably solving doing things I shouldn't physics. have been doing but um <laughs> like asking what I should make for jewelry so I started I made a honeycomb design that really is still one of my best sellers and that yeah. was a long time ago um and so let's talk about this honeycomb design <laughs> for a little bit so it really is um, actually, psh, let's back up. If sure. you guys are just joining us, we're in the studio today uh, with Rachel Pfeffer. She's a jeweler, and ultimately, I think at the core of this, she's an entrepreneur. So Etsy simply being available yep. <laughs> to her to sell her <laughs> to sell her wares um, kind of got, was you know the wheels behind getting her jewelry business off the ground. I originally had a GeoCities for my duct tape bags. Now that I think about it, oh my gosh, yeah, that's with, like twirling school. logos and like sparkles <laughs> in the background. Good. You got to start somewhere. I love that website. So she started. She started there. <laughs> And she's still on Etsy kind of to this day. Um, so now a decade later, she's here in Washington, D.C. And one of her very first designs is actually still one of her best sellers. So can you describe the honeycomb design for us? Yeah, it's uh, uh, how many cells? One, two, three, four, five celled honeycomb. Kind of a little asymmetrical um, with a bee either dangling or soldered to the middle of it. And it's beautiful, and you do this. You simple. Do this on necklaces and earrings. And yeah, I make a knuckle ring. The necklaces are the most popular, uh, and I have them as hair clips now that are actually surpassing, I think, the necklace. Wow, that's popularity. So interesting. Yeah, and how cool that that's one of your first designs out the gate. Yeah, it's cool, and it's funny to. It's so popular for so many reasons. I think the bulk of people who buy them online have the name of Melissa, which means bee or honey. Oh. I think bee in Hebrew or somehow is related to the wow. honey bee world. So I was like that 
noticing who buys that. And there are lots of beekeepers. Beekeepers are very... A jewelry buying Into bunch. honeycomb things. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> so, and so whenever they see that, it's like, oh, gotta get that. Or like I, lots of friends always tag their friends who are honey, honey people That's saying, so you gotta funny. get this necklace. Um, and then there's also another very big reason that this mm-hmm. honeycomb necklace is popular. So please Best tell reason. us about that. It was in 2014. I was home, not far from where we're located right now, at uh, 16th and Columbia, where I used to live. And I got a message on Instagram, a, a mention or a tag. I don't know. Someone added me. What, yes. <laughs> sure. It's the internet. Yeah. Um, and it, it was a customer from the Netherlands posting on a Beyonce post saying, is this your necklace? And I freaked out, and it's a picture of Beyonce's neck with two honeycomb necklaces when she used to kind of post lots of honeycomb jewelry she'd wear. And I and it was one of my designs. Wow. And it yeah. just took it off from there. Life. It did change your life. So I actually love, tell us, like, how did that change your life? So the Beyonce effect has affected you. Yeah, so no, please it, tell us, mortals, what this feels like. Um, it was very sweaty. I got very sweaty and nervous. And I, was, I just remember, like, <laughs> walking in circles in my living room, like, not knowing what to do with myself. Um, I got really nervous that it wasn't mine. It was a knockoff. Um, and so there, there were the two necklaces and one was another designer and she was making a big deal about it also. So I knew that that was taken care of, you know, yeah. <laughs> that was hers. <laughs> and no one was saying, no one was being like, oh, look at my other design. Look at my necklace on Beyonce. So Safe as to far say. as we know, it is my necklace. No one ever found out how. How she got it. Wow. Who she got it from. It's amazing. We tried. Um, And because Rachel is smart, if you go to her website, (laughs) Rachel, and that's R-A-C-H-E-L, Pfeffer, P-F-E-F-F-E-R.com. In her sidebar, she actually has um, the uh, Beyonce and the honeycomb necklace. So you can see the photo (laughs) that's been posted with a cool 686,000 likes. It was just like, you know, halfway through. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows where we're at now? Um, But it's very smart because I mean, here's the thing. It's like, you're not, you know, I don't want to, you know, count you out on anything. (laughs) Right. But like, you've had your Beyonce moment, right? Like you're not going to get that again. So when you think about Mm -mm. these moments as a business owner, you would have been silly not to like try to capitalize on oh, that yeah. a little bit and be and wave the flag and be like, yeah, whoa, no, that I printed, is my necklace. I like banners in my store now, the foam core poster that has it it's amazing. printed and people still get a kick out of it. And it was even, I mean, this was Fox five news came calling. Oh, I wrote, yeah. Was, and you, you wrote an essay oh, for the Washington I the post. News. I was like, I could be in the new, I could be a news anchor. That was what I thought. <laughs> I had a future in like morning TV. So I was like, this is great. I'm very comfortable here. Well, I love that, but it's great. Cause I mean, it's not even like shooting your shot. It's like you're, shot has been handed to you right. and it, at this point it's just like you gotta Fine. you gotta seize on this mm-hmm. so kudos to you for doing that yeah, um yeah that's amazing um so again if you're just joining us we're here with rachel pfeffer beyonce's worn her designs <laughs> she's hand making everything here in washington dc um from her studio now in the brooklyn neighborhood um in northeast um, but she started out kind of like with a little workbench in yep. boston so rachel again kind of really it's funny, you're a jeweler, jeweler, but for today's purposes, I'm just going to refer to you as like a creative entrepreneur. <laughs> Ooh, I love that. I like that a lot. Um, we're going to take a really quick break, but when we come back, um, we're going to talk about Rachel's other business. She's co-founder of Stitchda, and she's got, I think, a lot of neat things to say about that too. So guys, thanks for joining us. My name is Morgan West, and this is Direct Message with A Creative DC. <laughs> Original music on the break by Keto. This one's called Don't Go. We'll be right back on Direct Message. (laughs) 
Welcome back, everybody. This is Direct Message with A Creative DC. We're in studio today in full service radio with Rachel Pfeffer. She is head of, <laughs> she's the designer <laughs> behind Rachel Pfeffer Designs. Um, she makes beautiful jewelry. Um, I love how you describe it. You say, you know, it walks the line between, you know, clever and beautiful, which I think is really accurate. Um, and also, uh, she says she makes jewelry that makes you smile. Um, so before we actually head into Stitchda, which is um, Rachel's other business that she co-owns with her brother, I do want to dive into your jewelry a little bit more. So if you head to rachelfeffer.com, P-F-E-F-F-E-R, made by hand in D.C., um, really, if you scroll through, you can get a great feel for just how one of a kind her work is so you're kind of you're just constantly making yeah I don't I for years I always thought I should have like collections and like oh my spring collection launch or like my fall collection and I never could do it I just kind of make make things when I when I want to make it and hope they sell and if they're popular I'll make more of them and if not I'll stop making it so it's not a very sleek business model <laughs> but I, I, that's all I do well it sounds like a very responsive business model yeah. actually so you know kind of when you strike gold mm-hmm. per se right? right like with the honeycomb the honeycomb design yeah, which you've been making it. for over 10 years and again Beyonce has worn yeah. so we know this is a proven success story yeah. um, side note are you are you sick of making the honeycombs do you ever no. get tired of it no that's good yeah that's great yeah. that's maybe the key I'm just to longevity surprised. every time I sell something in general I'm shocked so I'm happy yeah <laughs> it's nice never <laughs> never lose that sense of wonder <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What? You want to spend money on this? Great. I love that. Um, and so, you know, and you're working with really beautiful materials, too. So, again, on all of this kind of these beautiful one of a kind handmade pieces, if they sell, she'll continue making more of that ilk. Um, but you work a lot with like turquoise and I don't even know what some of the diop- dioptes. Lapis? Yeah, just don't. I mean, I, 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 everyone always asks where I get the stones from. And um, I have a, an uncle in Arizona who's also a jeweler um, and a cousin. So. Whenever I go out there, we go to gem shows. There's a huge one in Tucson that happens that I've been to once. Um, that's amazing. So I, I have a lot of sources for stones. Wow. And again, Rachel, her parents were jeweler, jewelers. So yeah. it sounds like this is kind of like a... Yeah. And then my uncle on the other side is also a jeweler. Related wow. to the other uncle. Unbelievable. It stops there, though. It's not a, it's a wide line, I like to say. A wide line of jewelers. It's not well, a long line of jewelers. Rachel is, is mother to baby Ralphie, so we this could very well be. She spends be a lot of time around I bet jewelry machines and tools, so we better, <laughs> better like it. Um, and one of the things I also love about your jewelry is, like, it's, it, it does, you know, some of it is very delicate, and others of it is just, I mean, it's just fun, and it's beautiful in its statement, but it's not, like, overwhelming, and it's just, like... It's expressive, I think, is the best yeah. word for it. She does a lot of kind of eyes and hearts, and you're big on shape. So honeycomb, I like, yeah. Th- I like thing. I like I, it's. I kind of go between making like abstract sculptural rings and stuff to like very specific shapes and and things that you can be like. I love pizza. Yeah, I love this pizza necklace. I was gonna say, <laughs> for the record, I actually own a pretzel necklace that yeah. you've made. Food, <laughs> it's brass. Kinda, yeah, I like a, a I like a, a thing. It's so good. So Rachel kind of spends her time between a few different businesses. One of them is uh, Rachel Pfeffer Designs, where she, you know, kind of cranks out these beautiful mm-hmm. one-of-a-kind pieces. Um, and then she also has a foot in Stitchda, mm-hmm. which she co-owns with her brother, and she helps people create their own one-of-a-kind pieces. And so just give us, like, what's your little elevator pitch for Stitchda? Um, it started, I think, in 2011 when Instagram was really brand big. New. Yeah, brand yeah. new and, and right right when everyone started making weird things with Instagram pillows, like marshmallows with Instagram pictures and 
know, watches with the Instagram pictures. So my brother is a computer guy and can make any kind of website do anything. And I remember he called and was like, can you sew a pillow? And I thought, no, but I will. So I bought a sewing machine. Wow. He made a website where you could upload your Instagram pictures. Um, and then right away it took off. I don't know how, but it did. And um, and I, we would get the fabric printed and then sent to me in my apartment. I, and it was relaunched right before Christmas, which was, we weren't thinking, obviously. But <laughs> I, I was up to like 4 a.m. for like two months cutting and sewing pillowcases. And wow. walking them in a cart like a crazy person to the FedEx down the street um, and tripping and to falling. To ship and, them out. Yeah. yeah, to ship them out in time. And wow. having like giant cartons of pillows shipped to our apartment, tracking them down. I ran up and down the street so many times after FedEx trucks. And then eventually we had them sewn down the street, up, um, right on the corner here. And now they're sewn in California. Wow. So very quickly, and this is, again, kind of going back to you're an entrepreneur, right? <laughs> and you're like, I'm a jeweler. I'm a jeweler. At yeah. this point, you're, you know, you've, you're pretty established. Yeah, <laughs> it's I, like yeah. a jeweler. <laughs> yeah. And There's your brother says, on. can you sew pillows? And your answer is yes. Of course. Yeah. And so you made it work, but eventually you realized you had to outsource. So when you say you um, kind of outsourced down the street here, who, who were you working with for that? There is, I don't know if they're still here, Bits of Threads. Okay. A sewing studio. I actually don't know if they're here anymore yeah. either. Sorry, listeners. <laughs> we may or may actually, not have information for you. Um, yes, yeah, so it was a little sewing studio. So very quickly you kind of outsourced. and. Uh-huh. Um, how did you find this place in California? Um, we went through a couple of their websites. I don't really remember, but they it was just the, a nice uh, user-friendly website and easy to upload designs, and they fulfill them. So we're Smart. pretty much just on the tech end of things now. It's great. Yeah. Entrepreneurs, man. Yeah. Um, so basically, people can upload their Instagram photos, and you can get them printed out on a pillow or a wallet or a tote bag. Ottoman. Ottoman. So what's the most... What's the... Pillows are still the, the mainstays. Um, Has anything surprised you? We went through lots of things, uh, and we kind of have been focusing it down a little bit, just to pillows and totes and ottomans, I think is what's on there now. We had dog beds for a while, um, Christmas stockings we tried out. So smart. Pool towels. People will pay for their image on yeah. so many things. Yeah, and it's kind of fun. Lots of cat. People would make lots of pillows with their cats on it. A lot of cat pillows. <laughs> A lot of baby pillows. That's just the internet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a lot of cat pillows. Yeah. I was like, how should I advertise just to cat people? And then I couldn't <laughs> figure it out and then I gave up. But there are lots of things, lots of, lots of smart things out there that I could be thinking wow, about. Wow, that's so fascinating. Um, so guys, if you're, if you're kind of catching up here, so Rachel's talking about Stitcho, which is the company that she co-owns with her brother. Um, and if, if you are just joining us, then you may not know that everybody is kind of doing this now. But mm-hmm. Rachel and her brother launched this business in 2011 at the dawn of Instagram. Um, and now this kind of concept, this model, I mean, you can literally walk to CVS, you were saying, and get something Pretty printed sure, out. Yeah. yeah. So, I, I mean, this I think is like, and, and I'm positive that you've dealt with this with your jewelry as mm-hmm. well, is kind of copycat designs. Mm-hmm. So, like, I would love to talk about feelings really quick, first sure. of all, because I know when something like this happens, I mean, what is your first feeling when you see that someone is kind of like directly ripped something that you've created um i get mad and stressed out but also think it's kind of cool that something i thought of would be like good enough for mod cloth or something which right which yeah even though i didn't sell it but it's like oh my design was good enough for them that's fun um but it it started off i would see uh, my designs on websites like alibaba which Mm. is the big chinese kind of like the etsy of China manufacturing mm-hmm. so people they would I have no idea how they get the exact replica I don't know if they would somehow get my bike or just 
use pictures, but they'd... Like they'd, of your bike design? Yeah, like my necklace. bike necklace or something. And they'd use my actual pictures from my Etsy shop as their list, like my hand with a ring on it wow. in their shop. And I, for a while, would go through and email these people and say, take this down, that's my hand. And they'd have they'd like prove it. We need like a timestamp and a screenshot of the picture. It's like, that's my, like my finger. Oh my God. And then eventually I gave up because there's only so much I could do to yeah. get them to stop doing that. Um, and, uh, and honestly, and I think this is the thing that like, this is kind of why you see so many petitions being p- mm-hmm. picked up. I mean, legal recourse for that stuff costs money. Yeah, and it's impo- I mean, it's You're impossible not gonna, to do, really, yeah. once it's at that level. But I get, the next step would be seeing the pieces picked up in, like, Forever 21, because that's where they get their, you know, China sends it to a importer here, and then big stores buy them from those importers. So it, I would go there and say, they're more uh, reactive to get that stuff down. Wow. That's... So sucks, dude. Sucks. Once I saw a ring on Urban Outfitters that was a copy of mine, and then they ended up ordering jewelry from me directly. So that wow. turned out okay. So this is best case scenario. Yeah. So what was kind of the if you if you're able to talk about? It, I mean, what was kind of the what was the process? If it was um, just like one, two, three, you saw it. You I, emailed. I emailed. I was like, I'll set to like burn the world down. Sure, and we're gonna revolt. And then um, they're like, never mind. <laughs> I was like, calm down, everyone. It's cool. Everybody they're gonna out. buy it from me. That's great. <laughs> yeah. So All right, so you're like what I would call maybe like a success story yeah, I know. for it's, that. It's not, uh, they're obviously not ideal situation to be in. Yeah, but. I mean, so do you have, do you have any kind of like advice for somebody who may be going through that? Because I feel like it kind of happens to people. I yeah. mean, I just see it, at, you know, when you're friends with a bunch of makers. Right, everyone you kind says, of, yeah, my design on this t-shirt at yeah. wherever. Um, I mean, everyone rallies behind you so, so well and strongly that it, it kind of takes care of itself usually if you want to if you post about it and make us think about it um it brings everyone together as like a community of makers and buyers and they're like gotta take this down wow so all right so stores just, don't want to be on the receiving end of that companies no you know. so just rely on your social media yeah. posse <laughs> yeah, is like, what you're saying yeah <laughs> get your friends self you get mad <laughs> protest um, so I, let's, let's kind of keep on this feelings kick mm-hmm. um, in, in advice as well. I mean, so again, like you started out as a entrepreneurial kid is like a phrase that I <laughs> used earlier, but really you were kind of making duct tape wallets, mm-hmm. like hit the dawn of duct tape wallets yeah. and selling them on <laughs> Etsy. And, you know, I think you're somebody who's kind of constantly looking around and maybe seeing a gap to fill and figuring, mm-hmm. you know, I actually love oh, yeah. that you're like, yeah, we don't sew the pillows anymore. We're, we're just on the tech end because <laughs> that makes your life easier. Yeah. Right. And you're right. kind of able to focus no, on at this things. point. I'm all about making everything easier. Yeah. Well, tell us about that. I mean, what, you know, if you had any advice for yourself when you were starting out, I mean, what would that be? Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I try to, I get a lot of pieces cast now as I used to, which means I, I make an original. I send it off to a place in New York. They make a mold and send me back the multiples of it. And then I polish and finish it up, do whatever I have to do here. Um, and I used to kind of feel guilty about that because I wasn't hand making each one one at a time, but I like I, I still make every, a lot of things one of a kind, one at a time. So to have some pieces that I don't need to labor over as much, I'm okay with because I'm still designing it and I yeah. fancy, fancy myself a designer also. Absolutely. So it's okay. Okay. Everyone's okay. So that's the advice is like, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. That's it. <laughs> like you don't have to Kill be yourself killing yourself. everything. Yeah. It's <laughs> exactly. like, oh, someone can help you or make it or outsource it. Like do that. It's fine. Right. So is that kind of lent itself to work-life balance? Yeah, I still do you, do I still find that? myself like cutting chains in half all day long and being like, I don't. Why am I doing this? <laughs> but it's because I'm I'm making it still and I make money. But um, uh, and I have baby now, so I'm I, a lot of things kind of fall to the wayside a little bit. 
And so you are a one-woman show. Yeah. And always have been. Yeah. I enlist the help of friends when I need it. Yeah. Trusty friends. I can teach how to do stuff. But for the most part, I'm, I, I should hire more people. Like business, you know, business card design, I always do myself. And <laughs> I'm like, I can do this. I want to be a graphic designer, but I can't. <laughs> yes, packaging. I can like, I want to be a packaging. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I want to do it. I want to do it all. So I feel like I can do it all, which isn't. I mean, I can do it, but not well. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's interesting. So. And I actually think let's. I'm going to pull another piece of advice out of that. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to I'm going to add my own little story. Please. I'm going to make this about me for Please, a second. Please give me advice. About uh, <laughs> I need that. So actually, our um, we have some really dear friends, and they were redoing their house, and he is like a video editor, um, and he was just like. Anyways, he's super busy. His wife's super busy. They're like, we're gonna we're gonna get this done, and we're gonna do like a whole bunch of DIY like renovation. And so they they you know teach themselves how to do drywall, and it's like shit, right? It's like super <laughs> shitty, and they like have to pay somebody else to come in, and they like teach themselves how to tile, and they like did a pretty good job, but like ultimately, could they have done it better? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they kind of like get to the almost the end of like the home renovations, and he's like at work, and he's like super tired, and he's you know it's for, it, like this buddy we works with or somebody's like yo like what's up why are you so tired and he's like you know we just were like at the end of this renovation did it he's like what the fuck like <laughs> you're really good at video design like why don't you like video editing like why don't you just take like a a freelance job it's something that you're good at uh-huh. so that you can pay someone else mm-hmm. to do something that mm-hmm. they're good mm-hmm. at and for some reason that like was revelatory no, to me. I feel like I, yeah, I, I like have to tell, I like give myself that advice a lot and I still don't do it, but yeah. obviously it makes so much sense. It makes so much sense. And I love that. And then you're kind of like, I don't know, but it, yeah, but I'm with you. I'm also the person who's inclined to be like, yeah, I'll totally yeah. just do it myself. Yeah. Like window display. Cool. Yeah. I, I, that's my dream. Also, I <laughs> can do anything. <laughs> but, but then I can't. All right. Well, it's a, it's a balance too, because I mean, I think going back to you being entrepreneurial and I think a lot of people think about this and perhaps it's it's also a challenge for them because it's a challenge for me too is you know you don't want to you know as much as you may love what you're doing you're also an artist and you can have multiple outlets and you want to have multiple outlets and I think Mm -hmm. it's always important to everyone to be you know gaining new skills and for me personally that's just like gotten me into trouble sometimes in terms of like stretching my bandwidth and yeah yeah all right gotta be careful Morgan time is over Um, so Rachel, it's been so wonderful to have you on today. Is there anything, what do you have coming up? So like, again, you sell through Etsy, you've got your website, but you're also doing craft shows. So can you talk about like maybe what Mm. you're, can you talk about your like 2018 plan? Oh boy. What do you have coming up and Um, where can people visit you? Give us all the, give us all the ways to catch you. Let's see. I'm always online. Obviously I have a store slash studio in Brooklyn on the arts walk, but now with baby, but even before baby hours are here and there so <laughs> check in on social media see when i'm there yeah and if you guys um do you do you so, so first of all if you guys are not familiar with the brookland arts walk um so it's 27 outdoor artist studios over in northeast it's all on the ground floor of like apartment building so you know on weekends there's a farmer's market and you know a lot of people are open you can kind of browse around and shop um rachel has a jewelry studio mm-hmm. there do you still have do you have a website is rachel Pepper open <laughs> for when i opened uh, three years ago i thought it would be really smart to have a website that says rachelopen.com <laughs> I think it says, yeah, I think it's like permanently stuck on yes or no. I don't remember. I say, hopefully I change it to no. Um, that was, that's clever. That was Thanks. Is Rachel so open.com. What is You're it say? You're closed like a clam. Oh. See you I Monday at noon. Maybe you did. <laughs> See you Monday at noon. Oh no. Yeah. Oh geez. No one go to that website. Better be there next I week. I don't even know. I don't know how to like get into that now. That's really funny. Um, so, so you may or may not be sometimes. open. So you get, we, we should find you online. Find me online. <laughs> I usually Instagram one there. I try to be there most afternoons and Saturdays. Um, and so again, it's rachelfeffer.com. What's your IG? 
Rachel Pfeffer. R-A-C-H-E-L-P-F-E-F-F-E-R. Um, and I'll be at the Grant Ave Market in Tacoma Park. Ah. Coming out. Nice. And what date? What? May 13th. May 13th. Great. How many vendors are going to be at that? She doesn't know. I don't know. know. I applied very last minute, but I'm very Rachel's excited. like, I'm the only one. <laughs> just <go. laughs> I'll just have a little lemonade jewelry stand. I love that. Middle of the road. Um, yeah. Good. Things pretty slowly these days. Good for you. Yeah. Great. Well, congratulations. Thanks. Yeah, it's been so exciting to kind of just like keep an eye on your work the last few years. And congrats. Baby Ralphie, by the way, is in the lobby. He's somewhere. Chilling. Screaming in the background. No, he's... (laughs) Hopefully not. This future... The future jeweler is behaving himself on the couch. Learning things. Yeah. Uh, Well, Rachel, thanks for joining us today. Um, So guys, again, you can follow along and purchase wares Mm -hmm. from Rachel at rachelpfeffer.com. Follow along on Instagram at rachelpfeffer, P-F-E-F-F-E-R. And uh, that's it for us today. Rachel, any parting words? No. No. No parting <laughs> Enjoy words. Enjoy yourselves out there. Enjoy yourself. That's good. I love it. We'll end with a little <laughs> mom advice. Yeah. <laughs> Just have a good time, kids. Be clean and safe. <laughs> love it. Um, guys, that's it. You can expect direct message every single week. Uh, we'll be back next week, Wednesday at 1. We're live, but you can listen in anytime at fullserviceradio.org. We are on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at A Creative DC and online at acreativedc.com. This project would not exist without perspective outside of our own. We are so grateful to be able to take these weekly dives into the A Creative DC hashtag feed. That is all thanks to our new partners at Full Service Radio. You can follow along with them at fullserviceradio.org, Full Service Radio on Instagram, and at fullserviceRDO on Twitter. Until next week, I'm Morgan West, and this has been Direct Message with A Creative DC. Thanks for listening to this program on Full Service Radio, broadcasting and recording from the Line Hotel in Adams Morgan, Washington, D.C. Full Service Radio programming can be accessed live and archived on fullserviceradio.org. Our talk programming is available on most podcast apps like iTunes and Stitcher, and our DJ sets are available on mixcloud.com slash fullserviceradio. Full Service Radio features over 30 weekly shows and over 50 local hosts covering every topic imaginable. If you want to be a guest or get involved, email us at info at fullserviceradio.org. Follow us on Twitter at fullserviceRDO, on Instagram and Facebook at Full Service Radio. Thanks for listening.